Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're glad that you could join us for another episode of the Harmony Perspective. Glad to be joined again by Pastor Ben Wynn and Pastor TJ Austin. How you doing, guys? Doing, doing great. Good, good. Um, these guys have been working hard uh, the last several weeks as we've been battling COVID cases at the church. And so just uh, tremendously thankful for each of them and everything that God's gifted them to do. Uh, we're rolling into the Christmas season, and for many of us, that means that Christmas break is coming up, and so that'll be a, a longer time period that we have with our families. And, and as we've encouraged throughout this whole COVID process, as, as people have been um, put in the position to be with their kids for extended periods of time, that we have to seize these opportunities as times for us to pour into our children. And it's not just something that we're saying is a good thing to do. It's something that I believe, and I believe my brothers here on the podcast would say, is something God commands us to do. And that comes from uh, Deuteronomy 6, uh, beginning in verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to you with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. This is a command that God gave to his people, that it continues to resonate in the hearts of all those that have children, that we are to teach the commands of God to the treasures of children that he has blessed us with. And so we got three things we want to talk about today from this. We want to talk about in this Christmas break and as you go forward in life, how you can do family devotions, how you can do family worship, and how you can learn and teach your children to pray as a family. So Pastor TJ is going to lead us off with family devotions. I think when we think about family devotions, um, one of the first things that come up is how, how can we teach our kids, right? And that's one of the things that we're focusing on right now is how can we teach our kids about Jesus in the home setting? What does it, what does it look like? And, and we're given that commitment, that responsibility as parents to model discipleship and to pour into our kids. It's not really up to the church. It's up to us, us as parents. Um, and, and we have to figure out, I think, to start off with, when, when does devotion time happen? We have to look at our schedules and understand that anybody that's a parent, anybody that's got a family uh, with kids, um, schedules are a mess. Uh, they can be all over the place. And you really, what I have found, you really just have to pick uh, a time, any time, and just, just do it. You just have to be intentional to say, today, um, we're going to do it at 
at supper time or right after supper time, as soon as we finish eating, um, before we, uh, before we get ready for bed or before we take our baths, we're going to read the Bible. We're going to, you know, walk through a devotion. We're going to do something. Or maybe if that doesn't work because you got sports in the evening, maybe it is you wake up a little extra early, 10 minutes early in the morning. Um, but I think everybody's schedule looks a little bit different, especially depending on how old your kids are. Um, but you just have to look at your schedule, look at the messiness of the schedule, and then find the least messy time to just kind of pause, be intentional to say, you know what? And even if it's not the same time every night, um, I think in my life, at least, with me being a list kind of guy, um, I, I wanted to have a, a, a routine to where at the same time every night uh, we were going to do a, a routine type of um, devotion. And that doesn't always work out. Um, having a, a baby plus a, a toddler um, and a, one that's a little bit older than the toddler, the, the times vary from when we have our, our peaceful times to where we can actually sit down and have a uh, a devotion, which I think may work out okay anyways, because it takes it from routine to being intentional. So pick that time, be intentional um, about it daily to sit down with your family, even if it's not, uh, if you're a list kind of person like me, even if it's not a perfectly 6.30 routine every night, just be intentional to find that time uh, and make it happen. Uh, that's the first thing I got to say about devotions, family time. But then how does it really work, right? Um, and, and I think it looks different if we were to break our families down, kind of uh, family devotion time down into a few different categories, whether it's um, marriage, parenting, uh, kids, teens, the whole family kind of deal. There's, there's, there's different categories there as far as the family devotion time. Uh, but when we're focusing mainly on our kids and, and our teens and stuff like that, opening a Bible and just starting to read it and, and kind of talk about what it means for you uh, and relaying that to your kids, that's a great place to start. But I think it's very important for us to understand as parents who we're talking to. So if we're talking to a three, four, five-year-old, um, reading from the Bible and telling them what that means to us is going to look much different than reading to an 11, 12, 13-year-old. Um, so you definitely want to remember who you're talking to uh, you know, with me, I've got a one-year-old and a five-year-old and three-year-old, like they're all over the place, but I can't relate, you know, the Bible to the one-year-old the same way I'm going to relate it to the uh, five-year-old. But you, you may, you may just have to open that Bible, understand that this, this child's, you know, the, the child's limits uh, to what they can understand and then speak to them on that level. And then understand that what you can use, there's tons of resources out there, free resources. Um, if you want to spend some money, you can find devotional books that's meant for kids, that's meant for teens, that's meant for marriages or parenting or whatever you need to be walking through in that particular time uh, of, of your life, whatever season you're in. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I've got a, a couple of teens um, that, that I'm close with and, and they're dating and I just ordered a couple's devotion for them because we believe that if you're dating, then your, your, your projected goal should be marriage. Um, and if they're headed into that, then um, we want to set them on the right footpath. So devotional books are a great way to go, but you've also got um, kids Bibles and teen Bibles that you can, that you can pick up from um, uh, places like Shepherd Fold or anything like that, order them on Amazon. 
Um, but there's a Bible that we use at my house. It's a kid's Bible. And it basically, um, it takes the Bible stories and it starts basically at the book of Genesis and it walks through the Bible, but it takes the, the stories and makes it into a kid friendly version to where they understand the story of what's happening and they see God and they see Jesus throughout the story of the whole story of the Bible. And that kid's Bible has been uh, such a great thing for us to use at the Austin house. Um, but then there's also the Bible app. It's got many different devotions on there for adults, for parenting and for kids, uh, different things to walk through. But I also want to catch you guys up on uh, our website. If you go to harmony.church and if you uh, look at the top bar when you log on to harmony.church, there's a tab that says what we do. And if you click on that tab, the very top, it says family resources. And if you go to that page, you'll see um, that there's about six different uh, items that you can click on, whether it's bedtime routines, family prayer guides. Uh, we got a 52 Bible stories in 52 weeks. So that's, that's something you can click on and you can work through each week of the year um, going through Bible stories. And so there's different resources right here on our local uh, website that you can use and uh, be beneficial for devotion time. But as I said at the very beginning of this, you have to be intentional to make that time, um, which is not always the easiest thing to do. That's been the hardest part for me and my family, just being intentional to make that time in, a, in such a messy schedule. But there are resources out there. And I'll interject, TJ, that Christmas is a great time to start. There's so many Advent resources out there. Here at Harmony, we do an Advent uh, series called A Meaningful Christmas. And so a group of ladies over a couple of years got together and created some ornaments and exchanged those. And there's a devotion that goes along with, with the 24 days leading up to uh, where we celebrate the birth of Christ. And so uh, for any of those that are interested, there's a, we'll link the, the uh, website in the details down below. But uh, for Harmony Ladies, we're going to plan in 2021 to have another ornament exchange uh, in November. So uh, look forward to that. But just a, a prime opportunity now as we celebrate the birth of Christ and people are thinking about uh faith in Jesus a lot more than maybe they normally do that it's a nice time to start devotions absolutely and I think that by getting into family devotions and and starting solid solidly into that uh should probably lead into family worship which Ben's gonna be talking about yeah no no doubt so you know it kind of begs the question what is worship you know so in some ways we think uh worship is just singing but I think it can be all inclusive and when we look at deuteronomy 6 we kind of see that uh, when i look and read deuteronomy 6 what i see is this idea of worshiping god in the margins of our life um, so there's a lot of time tj that like you said that you have to plan and uh that your day whether whether you like it or not is planned but there's a lot of small places where we have time and margin um, and for our family, you know, those are areas that we're trying to disciple our kids. Um, I love the way that um, another translation puts Deuteronomy chapter six. It says this word, it says, get those instructions inside of you and then get them inside of your children. Get the instructions inside of you, get them inside of your children. 
talk about them wherever you are, whether you're sitting at home, walking on the street, talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night. So really the picture that's painted there is in all of those little gaps of time, the margins of our life, uh, we are trying to insert God's word. And how do we get it inside of our children? How do I get anything inside of me? I got to consume it. Um, one of the, the games that we play as a family, and, and it's a little silly, it works for us, um, but I'd encourage you as, you know, we often have a Bible inside of our car. Um, so we started a game a couple of years ago um, where the kids would find a passage of scripture and they would read that passage of scripture without giving the address. And the purpose of the game is for the kids, including us, to begin to say, all right, where is that scripture found? So it may be a scripture that we know, you know, if they read John 3:16, that's going to ring inside our head and then we're going to guess it and try to get the point. Uh, but it may be a scripture we don't know. And it's been pretty cool to see our kids begin to develop that, um, that ear for God's word, uh, begin to understand what that sounds like. You know, that really sounds like wisdom. You know, where would that be found in the Bible? You know, that dad, is that in Proverbs? Um, so we actually have begun to see them understand really the meta narrative or the big stories of the Bible just based on listening and understanding, um, you know, some of the language and some of the writings. Um, so that was a cool way. Another way thinking about margins in our life that, that we worship God is in our home. You know, we have chalkboards. Uh, now those are not the old school, you know, big green chalkboards like it was at the front of the class, but these look a little more decorative. You can find them at Hobby Lobby or uh, whatever craft store, but we've used that as an opportunity to just write some scripture on those. And uh, we don't change it as often as I wish we did. Um, but you know what? When we're eating breakfast, when we're walking down the hall, and when we're brushing our teeth at night, you know, I want us to be able to see some of those little boards around the house and um, be able to consume and uh, get God's word inside of us. Um, I, I love that word teach. That's in Deuteronomy t uh, 6, because really it, it carries with it that idea of sharpening like a whetstone. And if we think about our kids as truly arrows in the hands of a warrior, how amazing is it that the, the idea of raising them and discipling them is like sharpening them um, so that they can be launched out into a world to pierce the darkness of sin. You know, how cool is that when we think of about our kids in that way? Um, the other thing I'd encourage is uh, we try to listen to uh, Christian music, not all the time, but the majority of the time. And I think all of us can think back to some lyric of some obscure song that we're thinking about that maybe we listen in high school and 10, 20, and 30 years later, we can still quote those lyrics just like it was yesterday. Music some way is a language to the soul and it has power. Um, so let our kids be hearing the words and the lyrics um, of not only contemporary music, but, but how cool would it be for our kids to be actually you know, hearing and quoting some lyrics from old hymns, you know, when peace like a river attendeth my way, you know, so the, the things that we can just have uh, playing in the background, even as we're driving, can speak a message into, you know, the hearts of our kids. So when it comes to worship, I, I think those are three great ideas uh, that our family has used that I want to encourage you to, to, to think about just ways that you can worship in the margins, you know, as you're on the road, as you're 
walking, getting up, laying down as you're going. P-Rod, how, how about you? What, what about prayer? What aspect does prayer have um, when it comes to discipleship and family discipleship? Well, I just want to interject that the reason you don't change those chalkboards out is because they're works of art <laughs> on there. I'm not sure how she does that with, with her hand, yeah. but it's pretty impressive. Uh, but prayer, and prayer is vitally important to the Christian walk. Uh, there are 650 prayers listed in the Bible, 450 of which are answered. Uh, and Jesus himself, the Savior of the world, he prays 25 different times in the Gospels. His most famous prayer, of course, is Matthew 6, 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer. And he gives us an example to follow because he is a model for what we should be as fathers to our children. We have to teach them to pray. And the Bible lists at least nine main types of prayer as you look through it. And so we're not going to get every one of them into our child, but they need over a period of time to hear from our voices, these types of prayers, and then to be taught to pray them themselves. Um, there's the prayer of faith, the prayer of uh, agreement or corporate prayer, uh, prayer requests, uh, also known as petitions or supplications, uh, prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of worship, prayer of consecration, prayer of intercession, and prayer of appreciation. And that one, uh, we don't want to teach them to pray about people because that's a praying of a curse by God on somebody. So the only ones we want to teach them to do that for would be Satan. Um, but not only do we teach them about prayer and how to pray, but we have to help them through prayer understand what it does. A.W. Pink says about prayer, prayer is not designed for the furnishing of God with the knowledge of what we need but it is designed as a confession to him of our sense of need. At Harmony, we say it this way. We pray a lot because we depend on God for all things. And so we teach our kids to pray. That's why God tells us to teach them these things. We teach them to pray so that they can learn how to submit to and depend on God. And we teach them in prayer to glorify the Lord because when we depend on him, when we show that we are in need for him, we are glorifying him because that is his proper place. And we also have to help them understand that when they pray, that's not like a genie, right? That we're not trying to uh, get wishes granted, uh, that prayer doesn't change God's mind. It just allows us to feel God's ordained plan for us because uh, he knows what we will pray and when we will pray it because he planned for us to pray. And that's uh, when I think about prayer and my own children in our lives, uh, Deuteronomy verse seven says, talk about them, the commands of God, when you lie down and when you get up. And I think there's a, a habit to be formed there, but not rote ritual, right? We never want it to be something that you just go through the motions on, but it is something that needs to be habitual. And so when you rise in the morning, is a very, I think you got to start your day and end your day with the Lord. So in the morning, some people can do it when they wake up. My wife and I are not praying with our children when we wake up. It's just not going to fit into uh, us trying to get ready and, and the, the busyness of the mornings. But we have intentionally set down times before we head out the door or in the car 
there's a stop sign on our route. And I know that I get my kids to pray and I pray for them from that stop sign until I get them to school. And so it's prayers and it's, it's encouraging them to pray for the students they'll be around, pray for their teachers, pray for uh, their family that's not with us in the mornings. And then when you lie down, so each and every night, my, my wife and I will pray with our children together. We just take turns, go from one to the other, praying as a family together. Uh, it's, it's a sweet time before we go to bed. I believe it ends our days focused on the Lord and those that need him to, for a special healing touch and health or, or, or salvation. And so um, that, that's one of the ways we do. Uh, and then he says, as you go, right, as you walk down the road. And so that's part of the in the car on the way to school. That's, that's blessing our food, asking God, will you bless our food? And, and each of these prayers goes from a, a, a song or something that's just easy to get them to understand into more developed prayers, praying for uh, those that have needs, praying for others. What, what we see often in people is our prayers will be self-centered, and we want to move those prayers at, over time in our children from self-centered to others-focused. Uh, and I think that's an important thing to do. Um, all prayers, and this is the method that I teach my children, should be ACTS prayers, A-C-T-S. They should contain adoration for the Lord, confession to the Lord, thanksgiving to the Lord, and supplication to the Lord. We teach them who they're praying to, who they're talking to, their Heavenly Father. We teach them to confess their sins. We teach them to be thankful to the Heavenly Father, and then ultimately to ask for the things that they do need or for the needs of others. Uh, one of the most exciting things, and my wife brought this uh, to my attention this year, uh, is a new tradition at our house with prayer, and it's that as we receive Christmas cards in the mail, we take those Christmas cards and we go and we pray for uh, the family that sent us that Christmas card as we receive it. Uh, and my wife has this idea about a wreath out of these cards and I don't do crafts, so she may do that. But I really enjoyed uh, praying for those families that, that saw fit to send us a Christmas card, just praying for their well-being during this Christmas season. So prayer's uh, vitally important for the health of a disciple and so we have to start it as early as possible. And as TJ said, with the devotions, and as I'm sure Ben would echo with worship, it's never too early to start. So guys, anything else uh, that you would uh, want to interject on this as uh, we come to a close here on Deuteronomy 6 and how families during this Christmas season can seize these opportunities together? The one thing I would say is that, um, just to reiterate, it, it takes intentionality. Uh, this can this can start off uh, almost like a New Year's plan. <laughs> like we talked about, you know, Christmas time is a great time to start. Um, it's never too early to start either, but uh, you have to continue to be intentional about it, that it doesn't uh, just slip away and that you continue to make the effort to pour into your children. Absolutely. The only thing I would add is start somewhere. Um, so it's like drinking from a fire hose. We probably have shot a hundred different ideas 
you know, at you in the last few minutes, but pick one of them and start with that and, and take one step, you know, in this podcast and decide, Hey, I'm going to take this one step uh, to be able to begin to disciple my kids uh, in the way that God calls us to. And, and, and don't worry if you fall down, if you miss that prayer one day, don't worry that you've missed that prayer. Do it again the next day. Uh, it's right. just like diets or any of those new New Year's resolutions TJ alluded to. It, it, it's not falling down once that gets you staying down. And so you got to pick this back up and keep moving forward. Uh, some days are rough. Some days are easy. It's just the intentional picking up each and every day with a desire to disciple your children, to teach them these commands. And I'm thankful that my brothers are are doing that with their own children. It's the only way we raise up a generation that'll know the Lord. That's right. And on that note, we just want to thank you for tuning in with us today to the Harmony Perspective. Look forward to talking to you next time. Bye. Merry Christmas.